Hey, how you guys doing? It's Patrice from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our wrestling recap show. Saw what we missed in wrestling as we go back to the time when we had stopped watching professional wrestling, y'all. We had just started to grow up, man. Started to get hairs on our chin and other places, and we were uh, headed off into adulthood. Wish we would have stayed a kid, by the way. On the line tonight, I got two favorite uh, Marvel hacks. It's uh, Brother Beavis, man, or Magnum BB for this podcast. You just you just described a dark journey, my friend. Oh yeah. Ooh, See what man. I did there? I did and we, we looked her up last time. Don't don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. You just kill your childhood. Do also, not do it. Yeah, also on the line, it's the spine buster. It's the old junkyard dog. It's big hearts. What's going on? There you go. Awesome. You know, the stories that Cornette tell about how over he was in Louisiana, which we never really got a chance to see. All we got was kind of fat. And cocaine up junkyard dog, which seems very unfortunate. You know, I wish we could see some of that mid south stuff when he was like that. But anywho, all right. Um, so yeah, we're going SummerSlam 1989 tonight. Again, we are especially not WWF people at this particular time. We were NWA, WCW people, but also we're moving into that area where wrestling. Well, I don't know if it was ever cool. But it definitely wasn't cool at the point that we were at this time in life. So we were watching fewer and fewer. Uh, so it's August 28th of 1989, y'all. Uh, where are you at, Hush? August 28th, 89? About to turn 20-something. About to be mm-hmm. something, something, something. So what's your not, not right on location? TV. Yeah, what's your uh, location? In, probably in Columbus. Hmm. Yeah, Columbus. Uh, Magnum BB. This was like the final stretch before heading out to college, right? Yeah, it should have been. I think I'm gone at this point. Um, I feel that I already made the, the trip to, to Western Pennsylvania here. Yeah, I think you, um, you did historically start pretty early, I think. Yeah, I think we were like the middle of August, like 15th. This always comes to my head, like August 15th. And I think I was already gone. Okay, so let's give you an insight into the producer at Brothers Comics. Um, freshman whatever there were no tvs there was definitely no cable um pretty much covered it yeah there was uh, the forms of entertainment you know were hang out at the freaking the student center and pretty much it y'all was uh pretty rough there in the early parts of the the late parts of the 80s so our show tonight is at the meadowlands arena in what rutherford new jersey crowd of twenty thousand people they seem pretty hyped uh, more hype than I would have been for some of this bullshit. Uh, t- 10 matches, but only nine actually shown on the show. Lots of backstage bits, a lot of, uh, VTRs, you know, some videotape stuff to recap where we are with the fuse. Like so much, as a matter of fact. Um, plus we get Zeus, y'all. And I'm going to tell y'all the story of how I got nicknamed to be Zeus or whatever. But Zeus, Tiny Lester here is, um, in this pay per view. Yes. Uh, well, there's a spot here we're going to do. Bit where everybody's dead. Um, so this movie comes out after No Holds Barred, Hulk Hogan's attempt. Is this his first attempt at a movie, at a terrible movie? Because he had several. Well, he, he was think, in that Rocky movie. Well, I mean, I count it, but I don't. He's not the star, but I understand what you're saying. But yeah, is this I think his this, first this was, role? I think, his first starring role. Yeah, what was he had with Santa Ninjas or some shit like that? I don't think he had gotten into that phase. Yeah, because I don't bad. think they thought that um, No Holds Barred was going to be a joke. I think yeah. they thought that was <laughs> <a joke. laughs> <They're> straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh? 
Okay, what? so uh, Hutch is a proponent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, no Horse Bar is sitting at a solid 10%. On, Shit, that's uh, higher than I thought. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it did star Joan Severance, and kids, Google it. Because 80s, early 90s, Joan Severance could absolutely get everything. But I've never seen the movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Either of y'all seen it? No. no. Who would admit to that? Even if they did, but the answer is no. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm I'm just asking. Shit, man. Shit be on TV sometimes. You don't want to get them to change the channel. I'd rather watch freaking Carl Sagan or something. And this is it's this is seven years after Rocky Three for the record. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> for so, the record. Yeah, so yeah, this is not like yeah, yeah <laughs> kind of coming off his name for that. Yeah, this is the, the height of Hulkamania are really at his peak ish. Although it's about to head to the downside here momentarily, but like he's at his he's at his peak or whatever. So this time to strike or whatever for Vince to try to make this crappy movie was obviously now and yeah, not great apparently. So I can tell you how that I got the nickname Zeus. Um though y'all don't know college. No, no. But um good doors, <laughs> a, a good yeah, a good friend of mine that lived like two doors down, you know, and shouts out to Jim Jackson uh from the borough. He was like a weightlifter, a bodybuilder too. Like him and his roommate were both bodybuilders. He lived two doors down from me. And so um like you know they would always go to the gym. I didn't go to the gym back then or whatever. And so they came back from the gym one day. I just walked up past the room and they were just in there all sweaty and shit. And I'm like, oh, what's up, fellas? Ah, I just start flexing like a mother. And then they were like, ah, Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. And they just start calling me Zeus from this movie. And it stuck. Like, uh, college me is Zeus. Y'all don't know that. But that, like, I would go to Jim's house for Thanksgiving, uh, cause I couldn't get a ride back to Ohio or whatever. And I would go to his house, and his mom would be like, "Hey, Zeus, you want some mashed potatoes?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his oh. sister called me Zeus. Like, it's this whole, it just stuck like forever over there. So, yeah, just that's just kind of wild. But anyway, all right. So let's get the show started tonight. Again, all these matches our watch along is going to be the American Dream or the Common Man, Dusty Rose versus the Honky Tonk Man, which is match number two. Uh, we got a lot to say about that, and just the absolute downfall of some of the classic NWA WCW people that we grew up with that are actually out here. If they were black, it would be a step and fetch it situation mm. because this is fucking awesome. Okay. All right. So here we go. Match number one, the Heart Foundation versus the Brain Busters, which is totally Blanchard and Arn Anderson with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Magnum BB, you've been bitching about this for a while. Like, damn, <laughs> the freaking Brain Busters got their brains busted. This the last time match. we saw them on this series, they had their match against Rick Martel, the Strike Force, Rick Martel Strike and Force. Tito Santana, which mm. was the split of Strike Force. And we got like, uh, classic heel Tully strutting, showboating, like they stretched out Tito, like they could have beat Tito at any point after a certain point and they stretched that out for a while. Mm. I started watching this and you know, it, it's a curtain jerker, first of all. Mm. And we've seen most of the Hart Foundation matches we've watched involve long stretches of Bret Hart selling. Yeah. They did the opposite here. This match was, <laughs> they took them from pillar to post, yeah. bell to bell, and then gave them the win to say, yeah. like, no, you didn't just get beat for 16 minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> 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 they got clowned. 
They got yeah. it. They, oh. yeah. <laughs> Were their contracts up? I don't think so. No, they're still going to be there for the, a little bit while longer. The storyline. at the beginning. The, the storyline part of this was that I think, uh, I don't know who they won the title from, but they, the Brainbusters are the champions at this point. But they This had, is a non-title match. Really. They had won the title after this match was made, so this was a non-title match. Mm-hmm. So this was like a free, this is like you could give, the heels or you could give the baby faces as much shine as you needed to because like you know no, this was no just part of part of the part of their series so yeah, yeah. they're they yeah. like oh we don't need to give you anything you already have an out so yeah. <laughs> take this ass whooping uh not that i didn't notice it before but this match just starts off a, really a whole night of the trend of cheating ass baby faces is what i call it the yeah. baby faces are cheating all the time like this, it's a ridiculous amount of cheating. I'm just like, what the? They're baby faces. Like, why are they get being able to get away with this? Because they are led by King Cheater Babyface, which is freaking Hulk Hogan. And by the way, globally, fuck Hulk Hogan. All right. <laughs> so yeah, there was that. Uh, yeah, and they did the match when the Brainbusters did finally get the heat on. It was on the anvil, so uh, uh Bret Hart gets to make the 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 hot I tag or whatever. And then, yeah, that it, it, it tells, yeah, ref loses control. Uh, what's it? The double axe handle on Brett and he gets pinned. It, you know, one, two, three. Yeah. Brain busters escape, I guess, whatever. But yeah, just a, a, a kind of a crazy match. 16 minutes was, uh, that 15, 16 minute is kind of like the standard for the matches for the evening too. That's kind of like everybody's getting a little bit of time to go out there. Uh, but yeah, just sorry, Tilly and Arn. <laughs> Like I'm sorry that we just beat you all over the place for this match. So it was just crazy that they won, but they lost. It, it, yeah, in 16 minutes and 20 seconds, that would not have been apparent. It was yeah. <laughs> like they, they were down on points until the last three seconds. Let's put it that way. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right, let's get into match two again, which is our watch along. Okay, I got some stuff before we hit that button. Okay, they announced Dusty at 289. Come on, son. <laughs> That's generous. Come on. Come on. In kilos? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Dusty at this point it easily gotta be in the three thirties, you would say, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean this is he's at the tail end here for sure. Yeah. Uh, he he hasn't uh, seen his feet in years. Oh yeah, yeah. Not just his feet. Um and then Tony Schiavone, which we didn't talk about at the top, the, the announcing team, Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura. I'm going to have a lot to say about the body here later on, too. Uh, Schiavone, um, he's in his yelling phase, man. He's just screaming. <laughs> and he gets really fired up for this match. Like, it's one of his, like, you know, it's, I'm happy to see Dusty here kind of situation. That's what it feels like. Um, when we talked about, like, one of the one of the strengths of the prior pay-per-views was the team of, announced team of Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body. And Gorilla could stand up to Jesse. Tony cannot. Yeah, yeah, he turtled. Tony is a, a complete shill. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's bad. He only lasts a year there, too. Uh, Dusty gets a little bit longer than that. But, yeah, he's only there for about a year before he's back in WCW. All right. So if you got your Peacock, go ahead and load that up. We are going to go to... What is it? 16 minutes and 20 seconds? 2140. No, sorry. 2140. Ain't that a bad um, Halen album? Oh. It's 5150. <laughs> I knew that. 
1984. Wait, ain't that the name of what's McCall's tequila? No, that's something else. Sammy Hagar's tequila. That's Cabo or something. Yeah, so whatever. All right, anyway. All right, so go ahead and fire up your peacock, get it to 2140. We'll count it down three, two, one. You have to and watch we'll a commercial first. I think I've already, I've already gone through. Uh, we're good, but the listeners. Yeah, but the listeners. Yeah, you might have to get that. All right, so three. Well, Brea, two, season two. Two, <laughs> one. Here we go. Oh my God. 5,000 people, my God. Yeah. Okay, so what, as they're making their way to the wing, ring, uh, we don't talk about Honky Tonk Man enough. Um, <laughs> why? What, what a heat getting song, bitch. Dude could get some heat, as they say. Uh, and, you know, it, I, you know, I, I, as a heel that he was, cause this is a ridiculous gimmick. It's a ridiculous gimmick, but he made it work. So, uh, yeah. He made it work for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, what was it? Wayne Ferris, I think is his real name. Yeah, uh, props out to you, sir. Okay. He's still with us, too, right? So, is. I could never, I could never fuck with Honky Tonk Man because <laughs> he, he took Ricky Steamboat's Intercontinental title. Come on. I'm like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> Come on, man. He took a lot yeah. of intercontinental titles. He had it for a long time. He had a couple of times, yeah. 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 It's a Jordan meme, and I took that shit personally. Um, okay, here's Dusty getting to the ring. We're full polka dots. The shucking and jiving, y'all, is out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is bad. This is, look, I'll suck your uh, well, he also, fucking it, it, shit he, here. He, he's at least drunk, right? <laughs> At least, Trump. At least. Uh this is. I need this money. And look how over he is, though. Yeah, yeah, people love it. And look but how over he, he is. That's some, that's some piped in shit. No, he high as hell. I think when he yeah. came in, I think he started feuding with Big Bubba because Big Bubba was off. Big Hogan was done with Big Bubba, I think. Yeah. So, Everybody and so that's why he has the the hat and the Billy Club. Yeah. I, polka dots, I still have no idea. Yeah, I can dance with you. I, he can dance too. Look, this is awful. He high. This is not. This is say awful. no to drugs. Yeah, this is old man in the club shit. Look, it's worse than is, that. It is I'm the old man in the club. And people, are, yeah, it is, and people are hyped for it. Yeah, he ain't 280. No. Oh, <laughs> oh he is 280, but he ain't, oh, ain't only 280. He's 280 <laughs> with, yeah, with some extra. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Them polka dots are a good 20 by himself. <laughs> no, this is thankfully prior to the Sapphire era. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just gets worse. Yes, <laughs> it does. Quit reminding me. Mm. Oh, Jay. Let's yeah. see, the Berlin oh. Wall fell down. Uh, what else oh, happened? The shucking and jiving. Oh, the shucking and jiving. Yeah, it's bad. It's for all the little people. Literally, because all y'all weigh less than 300 pounds. Awful. Well, I remember when he came in, and again, this is we're kind of out of the game. 1964? No, that, no, not that. But like when he's comes in, remember, you know, he was the common man. And they announced him as the American dream coming to the ring. But he was the common man. Maybe he was doing that like on his vignettes. He was doing like common man shit, like plumbing and delivering mm-hmm. pieces and shit. And, was. um, you know, that was just to kind of get him to get there. But 
like once he's there, like you know, allegedly. You remember, this is a rib, you know, yeah. this whole bit, you know, and doing this when it's gonna come up again when we get to you know Akeem the Dream, which is a rib on Dusty. Uh, yeah. Can, can, um. I. You know what? One of these days, y'all got to put down all the vocabulary for people who don't be watching these shit. A uh, uh, rib, the joke. Um, I, well, I put all the other shit. The, the yeah. All, all, yeah. I need. I need a list. Okay. Yeah. Like, gotcha. And the elbow is over. The ten. Count. Like the deadly elbow. Yes. This is this this is rough to look at him like this, but when he, I probably if we went back and watched something in '88, what is he ten pounds lighter? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he was just over because he's dusty, not because of what he could do in the ring. You well, know? you know, they've talked about like, so I think the thing that was jarring for us, right? Like Flair comes in and Flair is Flair, and Flair is untouchable, and there's a reason. Like, I think we thought that like half the people that went there were untouchable. Like they didn't mess mm-hmm. with the road warriors too much. I mean, they became the Legion of doom and they got right. plastic. They got, you know, shoulder pads. more flashier shoulder pads and plastic yeah. shoulder pads, whatever. But they still were essentially mm-hmm. the road warriors, but f- to have somebody like dusty, like completely remade into another character, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't process that at the time. I'm like, that's yeah. dusty roads. What, What's happening? Like, yeah, it was never it, my favorite wrestler, but was clearly one of the top names in a much better wrestling promotion. So this was right. always bizarre. But having said that, they talk about like how people get these various gimmicks. And I think, you know, what we've kind of heard is like, Dusty was like, all right, I can get anything over. And mm-hmm. he does. Like he, <laughs> he is this polka dotted, shuck and jiving mm-hmm. buffoon. Yep. Um, and he got it all over with this fan, yeah. with this, a, with this crowd anyway. Yeah. With this crowd. They, I mean, no, they are screaming on his every word here. Oh, and then the heat. All right. So when they get the heat, Hodge, this is when the, uh, the bad guy starts to beat up the baby things. That's the heat. <laughs> so he's getting heat on Dusty now and he used that foreign object to start the heat. Use the gimmick. Yeah, so you have to, you know, because he's got to set up the babyface comeback, which will be coming momentarily. So, um, so can we talk a bit, a bit about, and, you know, I remember hearing this on Cornet, and I remember, you know, reading it a little bit someplace else too. Okay, so how did Dusty wind up here? Well, oh, look at Jimmy Hart, my God, he's, I don't know what he did. But Third he divorce, did. second divorce. No, no, no. Okay, so the the merger when Turner buys WCW. You know, they, the standard and practice that they wanted to change, like what was going on there. And Dusty's the head booker. So there was a no blood situation. Like you can't have blood on TV. And I remember this angle when it happened. And so Dusty was mad about the, you know, the oversight. And he went out and booked an angle with the road warriors that they, you know, they spiked him with the one of the spikes and, and cut him open live on the 605 show. And he got shit came. Yeah. You know? And, he was going to you know, turn the Road Warriors heel by turning him on himself. Yep. That was how. But yep. but people still feel, cheered for the Road Warriors. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, right? yeah. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. yeah, so he was in and out of the booking, or there was somebody else, and then yeah, and he was. I don't know if it he was potential or if he was like, "I'll show him, and I'll get mm-hmm. you know, I'll get this to go regardless." Yeah, yeah. it didn't. Um, and so Wikipedia told me that, you know, he left there. He went to like Florida where he's kind of started right. and started per- 
what was it called? Pro something wrestling, some like, you know, local kind of territorial wrestling situation and um, PWF. And, you know, he was there for about a year, but, you know, Vince had pretty much destroyed the territories at that point. And, you know, he needed the money. And so he winds up in WWF. And, you know, and it, within a year's time, essentially, you know, he gets, you know, fired there. And when less than a year, he winds up in WWF, you know, as the common man. Um, so, and then ultimately in back to WCW as a commentator, joins the NWO and then disappears. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, then he's back in WWF because I think he was a, a part of the original, like the next crew. Before, oh. like Triple Lake and all those took it over. I think he was a part of that. We have several um, seasons of this show before we get back to that. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're way past that. So yeah, it's it, it's it's. I mean, again, it. You know, you have to wonder. Like this is like you know, even if he wasn't. I mean, again, he was booking himself in the great angles and in in WA, but man, you wouldn't have thought it was going to be this. Like this is not it. Like at all, and it's it's kind of sad. Again, it's sad to watch. Almost, you know. I mean, that's like a wrestler sad. He fucking cut meat on the weekend and shit, but it ain't that far off. And you know, I think that because the polka dots was such a joke, like they didn't necessarily book him terribly. He was never at the Mm -hmm. top of the card, but like he had feuds he generally came out on top they you know they worked angles for him he just was never near a title but it's like i just you always remember that this it's as a clown show and they book him with savage at some point in time here and they they have oh yeah because he because it's sapphire oh and then doesn't sapphire turn on him or something like that because he's with sherry i think savage become is with sherry by then right Mm -hmm. yeah He's yeah, Sherry shows up tonight. I, I got a note about that. Um She's so, great. Yeah. Oh um, but yeah, this I mean, you know, it, this is not a terrible match, but like you said, he is pretty over with this group of folks here. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, say what you will. But I mean he's I think he's probably not like we were shocked, I think. I, I think we'd all forgotten how over Hacksaw was. Yeah. Like during the match, he's not getting the same reaction as when he came out, or maybe mm-hmm. once he takes back over, he does. But he's not as over as Hacksaw, I don't think. No, which is crazy. Yeah, but he's definitely over. And yeah, this is like Open-dope. this is honestly, <laughs> sadly, this is one of the better matches on this card. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, and grabs his nuts. Well, and this flip is, flop know, and, and fly. Yeah, and look, check this out though. Look at the he, kid. He was thirty-six crowd. years old when this match happened in nineteen eighty-nine. Wait, that can't be right, can it? Ref bump. Look at the kids in the crowd though. And again, this is uh, the WWF at the time. Uh, man. 40, look, about forty-four. Ice, man. ice cream bars. Sense. Ice cream bars. Uh, you know what? Those wrestle buddies. Yeah, uh, oh you know, we're past goodness. the stupid cartoon and all that, but they, you know, they made it a conscientious choice to make this appeal toward kids, yeah. you know, and this is the send them home happy air. Oh no, a gimmick and the elbow. Like, why would he need the elbow? Uh, one, two, three. I mean, look at all those kids there. They're nuts. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, they are nuts for dream. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's just a common man. He's common, Ari. Uh, the, uh, the Frankenberry cookies are better than the Count Chocolate cookies, by the way. Well, the Frankenberry cookies at least taste like artificial strawberry. Mm. Count Chocolate cookie doesn't taste like anything. Count Chocolate sucks. It does. All right, so all right, we can cut it out since he's talking to this. But we uh, the the intercutting between with Dusty in the ring doing his version of the Hulk Hogan, which is really just dancing, and actually uh, Honky Talk, uh, like all confused on this interview was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, you know, I gotta get back to that. <laughs> he had to. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all right, we we can stop that then. All right. That is the watch along part. I mean, again, you're saying it's one of the better matches. I'm not saying that it's not, but that I think saying right. that says something about this show, right? Yeah, well, but that was a C match. Come on, yeah, C- that's fair. yeah. Minus. I remember like all of WWE, WWF at because at the time it was WWF television just being squashed, jobber, jobber, jobber matches or. Like the Sunday or like the Monday night show was like mid tier yeah. jobber matches replayed from Madison Square Garden and, and yeah. interviews, and, yeah, yeah and, and interviews. And so I think I always had the feeling of like, when is there actually going to be like a you know a decent match, a good match? And then you yeah. get this, and it's like, ah, yeah, I kind of rather go back to the interviews and the squash matches, like yeah. the the. the the just the actual straight up wrestling matches are kind of awful. But yeah, it's not what they were known for. You know, they were selling, they were selling an event. Uh, uh, you know, you know, selling the event. You're not necessarily yeah. worried about what it is. You're just trying to come to this event. All right, y'all. Match number three: Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning versus the Red Rooster. Terry Taylor. I, I have a note here because you can look at when uh, Terry Taylor. Comes, I refuse to call him the Red Rooster when he goes to the ring, like. He should have been Ric Flair, y'all. Like, he should have. He was a great wrestler. Maybe he couldn't have talked like Flair. But he's a great wrestler. He's a good-looking dude. He had a good body. Like, there was no reason for this. Whatever this is, this is awful. Also a rib, um, you know, from what they said, because, you know, Vince met him. He thought he was, you know, the kind of overconfident cock of the walk. Yep. And so they gave him this freaking gimmick and killed his career. Absolutely killed it, and uh, this is awful. Who's the baby face and who's the um, heel in this match? Ray Rush is the baby face. I yeah. don't know about that. Are you sure? Because he and, doesn't wrestle like a, a baby face. I'm the, he's the fucking Ray Rooster. Of course, he's gonna be fucking dirty. I'm just telling you, he <laughs> doesn't wrestle like the baby face here. I think this is when they were trying to turn Kurt Henning baby face. He just can't do it. Because he's naturally a dick. Right. There, there are two dangling there, and yeah. and Red Rooster comes up about an inch short. Yeah, Perfect is awesome, by the way. Like he's, he's so all, good he, here. He's always been technically incredible. He and, and yes, he plays an asshole perfectly. Yeah, and not just like perfect to doing the moves, but like just the attitude that comes across with right. it, the character. Yeah. This is he, great. He's got a I Jerry was... Curl for a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> He was also killing the uh like when he was hitting him with moves and being like, 
He, he had to with the chicken club. Yeah, well, he, he, he yeah. I so I, th- I thought I read that. So I thought this was just a squash, but I thought I read Terry Taylor got hurt. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, that's why they cut it short. Okay, yeah, it was very short because like, that perfect flex came out of nowhere. Also, perfect. a pretty decent finisher, by the way. That perfect flex, that's a great that's finisher. That's a fucking great fucking yeah. finisher. <laughs> that and, yeah, like, the dra- I think it's the dragon suplex, the full Nelson in the suplex pin. That's... Yeah, no, dude. No, yeah. Ham and Rick Rude. That's another yeah, story that we're going to get to. Yeah. Uh, and so then we get these starting of the backstage bits after that. Uh, Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan. Uh, Bobby Heenan, I thought about that. Um, I was, oh, yeah, my note said. So Rude, once he leaves here, which is in less than a year himself, he winds up going to WCW and feuding with. Sting, the other, the other, <laughs> yeah. What were they? The the other the blade, blade Runner. Yeah, the Blade Runners. Uh, ah. yeah. So he winds up over there and feuding with Sting. So that's just kind of weird. All right. So then we get into match four, y'all. The Rujos and Dino Bravo versus with Slick and Jimmy Hart right. versus the Rockers and Tito Santana. Ah. Uh, the continuation of the feud with Strike Force uh, breaking up from the previous pay, uh, pay per view. So, uh, you got Tito Santana and Dino Bravo in that, and then just the tag team. Um, Rujo's also good at getting heat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. absolute, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah, we're, I mean, just absolutely great at getting heat on one another. And then my other note here says Dino Bravo is doing the beta version of the narcissist, which they're going to stick with, uh, Lex in a couple of years here. Um, was he out so, there too? Yeah, he was the model. Tino, Rick point. Martell. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, All sorry. Right. Not Dean. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Rick Martell. I'm sorry. So, yeah. yeah, Rick Martell is the, yeah, the model. And, yeah, they're going to stick Lex with that gimmick uh, of the narcissist. Not, right? Yeah, they had a, they've had a male model fetish in that federation yeah. for a long time. Uh, side road topic as we met matches going through here. Did y'all watch the A&E biography on Lex? No, not yet. Okay. It's I've rough. seen the rivals, but I haven't seen the biographies. Yeah, it's rough only because the physical deterioration of Lex. I mean, you probably seen yeah. it on Twitter yeah, yeah, or something else yeah. anyway, but it's 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 not it's not uh it's uncomfortable in that regard. You know? But he's open and honest about all the dumb shit yeah. that he did that got him into that spot. But yeah, it's uh the shit, he's still you know, alive, which is like well, well, better, better or worse than, than the rest of Yeah. But you know what it's like to be honest with you? It's like watching um like Val Kilmer. Like if you've seen Val Kilmer recently, yeah. not just in Top Gun, but you saw like his his has that um uh, biography or whatever on on time. Yeah, it's just uncomfortable in that regard. All right, so yeah, so and the so, irony is like you know as we've as we've observed, you know prior to any modern revisiting, we never you know we obviously yeah, recognize no Luger for his stature, but like generally regarded him as not that great. And going back, yeah. it's like yeah, he was. What good. was our problem? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think it comes down to like his kind of lack of passion came through on perhaps subconscious, but at, at times performance levels. And I think yeah. it's just that kind of pervaded everything. But he was good. Yeah, he was a much better wrestler than we remember. Um, so I, my, a couple of my notes on this match is uh, Tito is the one that gets the heat on him for a very long time. 
I mean, LaRouge and Martel beat the shit out of him for several, several minutes. And this is also a perfect... All right, Hutch, you're looking for vocabulary here. Okay, so they got the heat on Tito. That's one. And then, you know, this is the epitome of the hot fat, the hot tag comeback for the baby face. Like, this is it. You cut off the ring, you know, the distractor referee, the baby face is like, ah, you know, they're getting all fired up because the referee's not paying attention to them. He's just working the crowd into an absolute frenzy for these baby faces. It's perfect. Like, this is exactly what it is. The false also, tag that the referee waves yes, off. Yeah, didn't see. Yeah, you know, and then this is also shows you, you know, six tag, you know, six men tag matches don't have to be chaos. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be everybody in the ring and have to do, you know, like a modern. Thing. No, uh, a trios match is what they call it now. Awful. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. And, you know, if people are doing their job and getting the crowd into it, which they did for this match, that's what it is. Again, Tito's a hard luck loser. We've been talking about this for a very long time since we talked about that. You got paid extra, extra loot every time you lost. So. Yeah, well, I mean, but again, Venture, is, this is, again, I'm listening with 2022 20, ears as opposed to 1989 ears. All the Chico stuff. Chico's, it's just yeah. fucking super, super racist. And it gets worse as we get into one of these matches later. It, it's just really, really hard. Uh, they used the Boston Crab, rest hold. Use the abdominal stretch, rest hold. Like, I mean, they do all the, and with the cheating thing, you know, Hutch, they put him in abdominal stretch and they freaking, you know, hold the rope and pull. I mean, this is all classic heel stuff, you know, and everybody's getting fired up. And then when he finally makes that hot tag, you know, Shawn Michaels comes in as the fired up baby face and he's good at that. I mean, yeah. I, I'd never paid attention to his drop kick before, but Shawn Michaels drop kick was pretty dope here. Like, I mean, he was way up in the face. You know, and the fact that, you know, this guy three or four years from now is going to be, you know, one of the biggest stars in the business. I don't think I saw it back then. Y'all, you. I The thing that sits me, that strikes me about his style is like everything is over the top. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I don't know if that was like his desire, just like, you know, every opportunity you are not mm-hmm. going to miss me. Like we saw him in like the uh, the. um the battle royals and whatnot. And he always just is like, just pop Like every move is like, you know, oversold, overdone everything. So no, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily saw him as like that. He would become world champion, but he was clearly the lead of that. He was clearly the Ricky Morton of that tag team. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. Are we upset by this? Yeah. No, he was definitely oats. Um, so yeah, it, so we can see, he gets the hot tag, uh, great drop kick, and there's a great flying burrito by uh, Tito Santana in there. Like he comes across the ring, he lays I'm out. Call it a flying, flying forearm. Well, I mean, I'm just going with the the word <laughs> oh, of the time yeah. here. Right. But yeah, he lays out Martel. Um, but the Canadians win. That's basically it. You know, uh, uh, real life too. Yeah, some fuckery in there at the end, but yeah, you know, it, that, that match seemed longer. It was fourteen fifty-eight. It seemed Marty much Gennady longer than that. Marty takes the loss, which of course is about he does. Right. Of course, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, he's the Robert Gibson of the team. Who, so who Gibson? Who got to take that L? Uh, I I don't think Young Me really understood how little of a chance Tito Santana ever had. God, I love me some Tito Santana. <laughs> we fell for it too. He could talk, he could wrestle, he yeah, was on he could, every yeah, week. Exactly. Dad, he was fired his ass working three shows time. a day. Yeah, man. Uh, he was yeah. a worker. 
He worked. Yeah, he, he yeah, he was beating. great. He had a great body, like everything. If what's just I was thinking about this when I was watching this too. Okay, so WWF or WWF was the home of the ethnic champions, you know, back in the day, you know, Pedro, Bruno, you know, they had like that. Yeah, they had the freaking ethnic champions there that would rule for, you know, essentially for the longest time. No, no they so they had to they had to uh, program it to appeal to the minority audience in New York. Yeah, because they were yeah. primarily there. So you before know, it was to... all on cable, they had to their business evolved or revolved around the house shows. Uh, yeah, and the there was a period minority. of time where their majority of their audience was the ethnic audience. And so they mm-hmm. had to have ethnic champions. Yep. And so that was a thing. And then it wasn't. Yeah. You know, like for a very, very long time, you know, so Tito gets a run at the Intercontinental title once or twice, but that was it, you know, and then, you know, I mean, we know this from all of wrestling, really, at this particular time. And you Black put a, you, you don't win shit. shit. Yeah, you put any person of color on there, there was an absolute, there was no glass ceiling. Well, unless you was Japanese or Iranian. But, but, okay, so she gets that little run off the titles just so you could lose it. But, like, the black wrestlers at this particular oh, time. Wrestlers. Coco. Yeah. Like who was no. the next champion of color? Ron after, Simmons. After in the WWF. Oh. Rock? I mean, I guess uh, so Ricky Steamboat was IC yeah. champ. Yeah. It's probably the last Crickets. one. Yeah, it's crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Sure, because sure not like it's just not a thing you know and every time they you know they get a and then wrestling i'm not picking on wwf in this regard but wrestling in regard like are you black uh you better shuck in that jive because you're you better be street and thug because there's just not an opportunity for you to just be a regular dude and be the champion you know and i don't know if that's really changed all that much now either but it is what it is so, so not right. counting not counting razor ramon who was clearly not a minority. To my yeah, well, Ahmed Johnson in 96 oh, was the okay. next next intercontinental wow. champion of color. Wow. And then Rock added at some point, right? Or did he never uh, have the intercontinental He might title not have ever had the IC championship. He went straight to the world championship. Yeah. Hmm. No, he had it 97. Okay. okay. Yeah. He uh, beat Triple A. Oh, so Ahmed. Then Mark Marrow, oof. He's not. Triple H, either. Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Oh, and then The Rock. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mark Marrow. D'Lo Brown had the IC championship. That's weird. Mark Marrow was in blackface, y'all. Definitely. It was not uh, that whatever that he thought that he was. He was not that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, so we get that flashback to the feud with the Warrior. We saw it on the, the what was it, the posing challenge on the last pay-per-view and then you know he gets attacked with the the flexy thing and he beats the hell out of him and you know whatever so it's warrior versus rude for the intercontinental tile okay my note says this is sickening how over the warrior is yes it's sickening like people are going absolutely nuts for this fucking nut job and he sucks like the warrior is He's awful. He has no wrestling ability. It's just 
shaking the rope. Like it's just, I mean, there it's bad. It's just bad, bad. I mean, there's bad wrestlers, but he makes Hogan look like Flair, man. This is awful. This is bad, bad, bad. And also, again, another cheating ass babyface. Yeah, and and Rick Rude, I think, was the only person who could get a decent match out of him. And Rick Rude mm-hmm. works his ass off. Rick Rude is very underappreciated. To make the ultimate warrior in this match is ridiculous. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This was offensive. (laughs) Yeah, and it's also he hit him with the belt, no DQ. They're out on the floor for like two (laughs) minutes, no count out. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. And you know, if you listen to the wrestling stuff, Rude is a noted uh or alleged to be a noted tough guy. Uh, like legit tough guy, not, you know, whatever. And he's disrespectful. You know, like they said, the wrestlers, like, Hey, if you go for the pin, hook the leg, you know, if you're a baby face or whatever, he doesn't hook the leg. He just kind of lays on him for the mm. kick out. Like, I'm surprised there hadn't been stories about how Rude tried to fucking, you know, beat the shit out of him. Um, because, you know, he was just, but, but I also thought he was probably making more money than he ever thought at that particular time because of this feud with the warrior. So he just kind of kept his mouth shut, but yeah. Yeah, ref up, Rude finally gets some heat. Um, yeah, and then, you know, at, at a point here, the Warriors going to Hulk up. Like, he's just, you know, they start hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, and it just doesn't matter. Like, he just hulks up. And uh, he gave uh, Rude a power driver. There's no way I'm taking a power driver from the Ultimate Warriors. <laughs> nope. He's not safe at all. Like he grew probably happy that he or lucky that he didn't get his neck broke. Um I, I then, think Rick Rude enjoyed being Rick Rude and I think he I think he gave a lot of people happiness after oh, no. after Matt. Sure. Well what he had the back injury or whatever that ended his in ring stuff, you know, and then he became like the you know the kind of the muscle outside of the ring in a suit. And you know yeah, I, I, he just, you know, you know, career got cut short. But yeah, Root was great. I mean, if we ever get to the part where we get to the 90s or whatever and he's shooting with Sting, I was somehow seen wrestling at that point. Um, those matches <laughs> were great. Like, so he, cause I mean, again, you know, I love the Stinger. Oh, I do, but I know who was pulling those matches for sure. <laughs> like, I know exactly who was the person that was calling those matches. So, but yeah. Okay. Poll question. Who has the worst finisher? Hogan with the leg drop or Warrior with the friggin' off the ropes fucking bullshit splash. They're both pretty awful. I'm gonna have to say the the weight of an entire person versus the weight of a person's leg is probably <laughs> superior. So uh, uh, you count all that stuff into it. Um, I like the leg drop better, and that's awful. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I think, I think, realistically, the leg drop's probably better. But if, I mean, if you're going to make a logical argument, right? If you want to go <laughs> logical, yeah. where, where we're dealing with mythical wrestling here. <laughs> I guess there's the dragons. Um, yeah, it's awful. Um, so yeah. It, it, there, he's uh, Rude gets a bunch of moves on him that he kicks out of everything of the pile driver in there. He tried some move off the top, it didn't work. And then for some reason, Piper comes down to the ring and, um, you know, he starts taunting Rude, you know, and for whatever reason, that's 
my note says this is some pretty gay shit right here. Um, like, like, well, Rude comes out there, he sees Piper, and he starts, you know, doing his hips and his gyrating and stuff, and Piper moons him. Yeah. I'm like, um, why? Yeah, uh, y'all trying to tell us something? Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood (laughs) nights. Yeah, um, y'all yeah. trying to tell us something. So yeah, and then you know, actually at that point, then that's when the warrior goes off and he does his flash on his back. Actually, he doesn't even like print him over, and then he does this hot flash. We have a new Intercontinental Champion. Blah blah blah. Yeah, they go nuts. Like the crowd is going absolutely ape shit for Warrior Man, and it's just sickening because he's so awful, awful, awful. Tell me I'm something. Tell me I'm wrong. Sixteen oh two, by the way. Okay, sixteen oh two for this. Yeah, that's Rude working his ass off. Yeah, they made Rude him. work 16 minutes to give him the title. Yeah. <laughs> and pay an extra thousand bucks goes a long way. Yeah, that's awful. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, the awful. The Warrior's terrible. I mean, and again, he was a terrible wrestler, and then when he got out of wrestling, he became a terrible person, and then, you know, then he died. End of story. All right. Got so, Hall of Fame, then he died. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, whatever. All right, so yeah, more backstage stuff, more in-crowd stuff. Um, and they did a show recap, like kind of at this point too. Like, oh, really? Right, really? You know, they were stretching it out, y'all. They're probably All trying right. to make up Terry Taylor time. Maybe. All right. So then we get another backstage bit. We get an incoherent Piper. Hi, by the way, I hate Roddy Piper. Yeah. Just so y'all know, yeah. I hate Roddy Piper. Yeah. You know, it makes no sense. Like, just to have this person out there screaming, like it's not even. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Y'all can tell me otherwise. And again, then it's backed up by the fact that he's an incoherent promo. And then he's a shitty wrestler, too. He's old. Like, oh, he's old. All he did was like, uh, come on, man. He's a street. Yeah, he's just, he just a big, loud mouth. But eh, New Jersey uh, people like big, loud mouth. I don't get it. Y'all have to help me out on this. I don't either. Um, yep. Like punching, sleep, or whatever. Now, they uh on Cornette they did a watch along for the Bret Hart Piper match and that was yeah. a good match. I mm-hmm. you know, but but I think it was like the other part of it too was like he wasn't going to give anybody a good match to get them over. Yeah. So like yeah. that was the other part of it. It's like he wasn't gonna give up his spot and he wasn't necessarily gonna work for it. He was willing to talk for it, but that was about the the extent of it. Yeah, he's just he was a dick, you know, and that, that's fine for whatever, but just, Looking back at it, even actually at the time, I was like, man, Piper kind of sucks. I don't understand what the hype is, you know, but. Oh, so we get Ronnie Garvin's next terrible gimmick. Um, as he's there, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but, uh, this is awful. He's been there. Is this his third gimmick that he's been there in the time that he's there? Uh, and then Heenan and Root are upset about the loss and Piper or whatever. And then we get a like this spooky little promo with Randy Savage, Sherry, and Zeus, and with Gene Okerlund. And that's what I was like, yeah, everybody's dead here. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I was just like, I'm watching. I was like, wait a sec. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, this is bad. All right. And so then another VTR um, about the lead up to the main event. You know, Saturday night's main event. Zeus has come from the celluloid into the real world, you know, and he, make me move, you know, Hogan. I've uh, got his cross-eyed thing going, you know. Uh, yeah. Lots of no-selling and bear hugs is what my notes are. <laughs> oh, you just, did you, you just skip from the main event? 
No, I'm just saying. No, they did the VTR. Like, oh, the VTR. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not upset. That yeah. we... <laughs> <laughs> no, we got another match. Oh, but here we go. Okay, my, my note on here says also, before we get to that, before we get to the main event, who's worse, Zeus or Beefcake? <laughs> that, the whole thing was awful. Yeah, it's bad. The whole thing was awful. It's so bad. Because so right. it was such a clown show. Them. So obviously a clown show. Yes, it's bad. Let's get to match number six, y'all. The Twin Towers and Andre the Giant, if we're talking about bad, versus Demolition and Ho, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. I got notes. Um, Akeem is awful, by the way. Yes. Everybody knows. And also a pimp named Slickback is also awful. <laughs> um, just awful. I didn't look it up. Is Slick alive? I can't imagine. Can't imagine Slick has made it into 2022. I, I just I'm, can't. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's still with us. I'm gonna say he's, he's gone. No way. Still with us. Still with us. Wow. Sixty-four That's... years old. Only wait sixty-four. A wait a minute. Born fifty-seven. You should looking up the wait, right. Wait, back wait, wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, because uh, <laughs> Teddy Long just had a birthday this past week. He was 73. So, uh, okay. All right, player. All right. So, yeah. Um, Akeem is awful. Pampa's name Slickback is awful. Uh, and again, as I said, you know, Akeem is a rib on Dusty. And now Dusty's there essentially doing the same thing. Um and okay, so I got a history spot here. Okay, so Duggan gets to the WWF in 1987, which doesn't seem logical because we were watching this shit in 1987. So that meant we were like, nah, like, oh yeah, he just left the UWF. But, no, but no, Duggan he, didn't go to the NWA when they bought the UWF, or he did? Correct. No, he did. Yeah. He didn't make it over. Yeah, he him and DiBiase went right to WWF, right? Right, yep. Yeah. So we that that had to just be brand loyalty on us, man, because Duggan, he was a favorite of mine. So I'm like, man, Hacksaw is over there. It would have probably piqued my curiosity to have seen it, but it had to be brand loyalty. It was just like, nope, he's there. I don't watch that, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, they didn't drastically change his character, but he suddenly became like a just a brainless and cheating baby face. So yeah, 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 yeah. Cheating. yeah, and he cheats face. like all the time. Yeah, right. it's, in, it's in my Two notes. By four. So he goes there in 87 and fused with Nikolai Volkov, I think. And then he winds up in a feud with the Sheik. Because he's American. When, yeah. yeah. And that's when they get... Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's when they get busted uh, oh, yeah. on the kayfabe. Yes, they get yeah. busted cocaine on the New Jersey town That was marijuana. It might have been marijuana. So they get busted there and then he gets bumped down the card. <laughs> he, he gets um, but he never got <laughs> broken. Uh, he never holds a title in WWF. Yeah, he never holds a title. He wins what was it, the Royal Rumble, but never wins a belt. I don't even know that he was ever close to feuding for one. Like, just the UWF champ became a, a gimmick, like a ridiculous mm-hmm. gimmick. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Trying to think about it this time, what they even used the Intercontinental title for, because they used it to elevate, they used it to elevate the Ultimate Warrior 
and Randy Savage mm. to the title picture. But then after yeah, that, was... not really. They used it to keep the, the, you know, the Bret Hart's and, and the Mr. Perfects of the world busy. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, um, I, you know, again, like having not watched it that much at the time, like, really even sure it was like oh that guy's got a belt but i just know it was you know kind of the same people but it wasn't freaking hacksaw who was the world champion uh demolitions is fucking awful also mm. just awful yeah out, the s&m outfits they are just they're such a they look like a broke ass <laughs> legion of chocolate yeah it's, so it's bad. just bad it's just terrible like all around the the, the, the face paint the yeah. the, the glitter know, yeah, the S and M bits. Like it's yeah. not, there's nothing good about that at all. My note here also says uh Duggan has on the control top panties. Uh, <laughs> to, to keep his yeah. belly in. Yeah, it's like rolled up almost to his chest. Uh so that was fun. Uh yeah, so let's see. All right, I have the other thing. I don't know what happened there. I said, okay, so much like giant characters in um comic books that we say that all suck. Pretty much all giants in wrestling also suck. Well, a good giant character. Andre is on the downturn here. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Um, is there I a mean, giant character? What, what's, what's, what, the, what, what's the height thing? You can't be taller than six, eight. Well, wh- and what's what do you mean by good? <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what, Undertaker. I wouldn't call him a giant. He's a big, but I wouldn't call him a giant. Like him, Kevin Nash, like I mean, tall oh. dudes, I wouldn't call giants. I would call people that their gimmick is based on them. So being you're talking ridiculous. about Giant Gonzalez, Eligante, yeah, the Big Show, Andre. and Andre. Yeah, Big the Show. Big Show is probably the best out of yeah, all of them. Bye, for sure. The Big yeah. Show. I mean, not in terms of like being a spectacle and a draw. Obviously, Andre's a legend in that regard. But, you know, in retrospect, like, again, they never put the title on him because they couldn't take it off of him. And all he was was a spectacle. He could be there for however long until people got tired of seeing him and they move him on. That's a sad existence. You know, that his biography is awful. Yeah. (laughs) And then then they're like, we've done we've we need you to get Hogan over and then you're going to have a miserable last three years of your career and then then you're free to go die somewhere that's his yeah, biography it's awful it. yeah really okay you read that or you saw it or i watched it yeah, yeah. Watched oh it. that was on hbo right or something yeah like that? yeah okay awful mm. all right uh hot tag to smash he slams both of the twin towers and then he tries to do that with andre and he ends that shit quick uh, and and smashes chaos, Crusher Khrushchev, right? Yes, that's right. right. And then in the chaos, Duggan continues. My note says the cheating ass baby faces and hits Akeem <laughs> with the tag with the flagpole. One, two, three. Yeah. And then yeah. that's the winner. Yeah. And he's and got the whole back. like coon face tucked <laughs> behind his I arm. Do yeah. I, I ain't did anything. you nothing. Exactly. Talking like that Oreo cookie and that jailbird <laughs> over there. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I was on my Twitter the other day and somebody had like the nickname. It wasn't. The real one, because it was like, yeah, Iceman King Parsons. I was like, <laughs> but it was just like somebody that just took the nick, but it wasn't the real Iceman King yeah. Parsons. I was like, it definitely made me uh like, wait, hold up. All right, so we get a backstage bit with DBS speaking about his match with Snooker, which seems out of nowhere. 
And then we have Ronnie Garvin, the new ring announcer, a uh, guest ring announcer, and a talks looking mm-hmm. like Barney Rubble. And, and he can barely talk. Doing some yeah, scripted comedy. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, also, and my yeah, wife. Like, yeah. Take and my then, wife, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still again, with us, right? He is. We're just learning in the last five to seven years this nigga was Canadian, uh, <laughs> French Canadian, no less. Well, and he was I, I, Jimmy I, I, Garvin's great grandfather yeah, or some exactly. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew he was Canadian. He's French Canadian, sir. He's not I even don't know like the French part of it. Yeah, yeah, man. He's French Canadian, too. It's like, what? So, yeah. All right. Oh, so, the next match which comes out of absolutely nowhere. I have no, this is a, oh, we got to give the crowd a breather. Go take a piss. Go get a soda match. Hercules Hernandez versus oh. Greg Valentine. This awful. Oh. awful. Like, how did this get this far up the up the ladder? That's what I was saying. Yeah, this is a breather match, and my my note says the less said, the better. Um, they both awful. neither could talk. Well, Greg nope, Valentine could, could talk a little bit, but yeah, but, Hercules is crazy over too. I don't yeah, remember that. Just huge. But as that my note in here says, like Valentine been the same dude for fifteen years at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he was the same dude. Like his matches were all the same. He didn't right. really talk. He was just like a tough guy, or whatever. And right. you know, eventually he was gonna lose. Like yeah. that, you know, eventually he was just like that bad guy that would be he was, bad. He was, he was, but eventually he was the he was other dude lose. that was on every other sh- every show. Yeah, he like, was, he was beating jobbers on every show three times. Yeah, a day. he would yeah, actually he just, lose to Tito Santana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had he was starting to rock that freaking belly. That he would just get yeah, bigger and bigger yeah, over time, man. Yeah. He's like, man, that was a super fit dude when I saw him in, you know, mid south, and it's just kind of, yeah, man, just beer after beer after beer. Um, Hernandez was just a steroid monkey, couldn't talk, clearly couldn't wrestle. Um, and then Valentine wins on the sneaky roll up, you know, puts his feet on the ropes, or whatever, and then Garvin knocks out Valentine. All right, so I got my how far have they fallen situation. All right, so September of '87, Garvin wins the NWA title. From Flair, like we remember this very, very well. We remember the chase. We remember, you know, the two-year chase, wasn't it? We remember that sunset flip off the top of the rope in the cage for the title. Hitting me, damn it, was the thing, you know, because him and Flair would just have these battles. If Wikipedia is correct, the Hands of Stone nickname came from Flair, you know, like, and it's just a random promo that he's like, oh, you know, he's got these Hands of Stone or whatever, and then it stuck. So they go through this. He wins the title, but I guess the first night or the first Survivor Series or something like that was booked against Starcade in 87. And Crockett had decided, like, well, we can't have Ron Garvin as champion, so we're going to need to give him the belt. Like He's like, I need somebody to have the belt for Flair to win it back at Starcade. So anybody want to win the belt for two months? Kind of rich. No, you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, so Ronnie Garvin, he was like, I'm 42 years old. I'm going to, you know, take this because I'm never probably going to be the world champion again. So he wins it and then drops it to Flair Starcade two months later. And then less than a year later, he's in WWF as rugged Ronnie Garvin and the referee Ronnie Garvin and then ring announcer Ronnie Garvin in a year. Canadians are versatile. That's awful. Like, that's just awful. No, no matter what you think of him and his run and his shitty as the champion or whatever, 
Like oh, he, he, he was, was over. Great. He was great in WCW or WWE. Yeah, he was he, over there he, he so did, yeah. hard, man. Like, I mean, we used to, I mean, God, we used to knock out jobbers on the 605 show, you know, hands of stone. St- like, it was. Typho and not. Man, yeah, exactly. Smacking them, stretching them, right. you know, like beating the shit out of folk, man. That might be generous. <laughs> and the funny yeah. thing is, like, one of these shows we watched, they had him paired against Dino Bravo. And it's like, oh, yeah. you put him against the bigger, the taller, Urgent. bigger version of the of same him. person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, it, that's wild. Yeah. And then again, yeah, Cornette did call him the Barney Robo of wrestling. So. <laughs> that's what it is and so I, I didn't look to see how much longer he's going to be here after this but I can't imagine it's much longer like he's probably you know we've given you three to gimmicks. 90 yep we've given you three gimmicks um you didn't get he, them over or they couldn't get over but he yeah. comes back out of retirement Valentine demands he comes out of retirement they have and they blow that feud off and I think that's about it yeah awful terrible all right match number eight y'all uh, Ted DiBiase, DiBiase, the cheater of the welfare recipients, versus <laughs> Jimmy Snooker, the murderer. Well, is, right. he, is he in, in business with with my boy Brett Favre? He had already gotten busted for this before Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Essentially the same thing, but Favre. Yeah, the family affair. Yeah, him and his son both got busted, like uh, siphoning phones from. I would have thought Brett Favre was church. immunized against a. Uh, mm. Yeah. Brett Favre has had CTE before anybody, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Uh, my my, uh, my tweet about Brett Favre was like, white people finding out that Brett Favre is a fucking scumbag. Um, we've been new, so <laughs> like y'all are just learning this, dude. Well, he sending dick pics, sending dick pics, he cheated on his wife when she was in cancer treatment. Like this nigga is a terrible person, man. Yeah. Like that all shucks. Golly G. Williker, fucking pain pill, drug addict. Dude, yeah, come he, on, man. He kept dragging Green Bay. Yeah. Right. And he couldn't he wait like, to play again on their rival team. So, yeah. yeah. Terrible person. But, anywho, um, yeah. Again, this match for me, one also comes out of nowhere. I didn't really know if there was a feud with Ben Snooker and DiBiase for some reason. This was just, we got to keep Ted DiBiase busy because he's not doing anything with Hogan right now. Mm, okay. Yeah. And it yeah. was in New Jersey, which is Snooker country. Right. And I think Snooker was just back. So. Right. He, he couldn't have been there for long either. Um, cause I think he makes a run in WCW at some point too. Snooker does. I think I thought. I, I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, he's there. He can't, he cannot live that banana <coughs> thing. Oh, yeah. one night at Slambury 93. Okay, well, we're raised from there, though. And then he was on one Nitro, so just a couple a couple okay. appearances. So, yeah, I mentioned this at the start there, Ventura saying a bunch of racist shit about Snooker. I mean, the, Snooker's an animal. Uh, you can always outsmart an animal. Uh, he wrestles on instinct. He has a hard head like a Neanderthal. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's really bad. And again, as freaking PC conscious as WWE, the corporation is now. I'm really surprised they don't scrub the audio. Like, I really don't. I like, you know, and just let it run. Um, but 
I, I'm very surprised for, to be for, honest. For, for, for who's, who's watching this stuff? Uh, we're typically uh, not going right. to scrub it for uh, denigration oh. of non-white people. For, <laughs> this yeah. is fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, it's just bad. Right. Um, most most of these people are capital M A G A. This is <laughs> this is just historical accuracy. Exactly. <laughs> right. This is where's the this dragon? Is, this is historical drama. All right. Yeah. Fuck, we should have played MAGA, not MAGA with these people. All right. Um, all. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> it's going to go just <laughs> like it did last time. <laughs> they all MAGA. Yeah. All right. So, DBS, he tries a, a move they shouldn't be doing. That's a loss. New going to get some offense. He tries to, uh, super fly from the top rope, but Virgil interferes and, you know, he's chasing around the floor. He, Snooky eats the ring post. He gets counted out, you know, match over. And then, of course, the black guy. Eats the superfly at the end there. That's not DBS. Uh, Virgil eats that superfly off the top rope. Uh, one, two, three. You know, whatever. Oh, whatever. Not one, two, three. But yes, DBS wins on by count out. On DQ. Yeah. More no the count out. More backstage stuff, and then we get Lanny Poffo to come out and do a poetry. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the the, the laureate or so. What was he? The the, the he, poet, he, oh, he the poet laureate or something. I remember like somebody Laurie something. Was he the yeah. poet? He, I he, poet. He, he he was the poet. I think I thought it was like he had a whole name. I think they just shrinked it down to poet for the ignoramus. Yeah. 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 But he ain't working right. it up. So yeah. No. Yeah. He's still with us, I believe. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. He, right. he he's got the story to tell. The genius. The genius. Oh, 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 that's uh, yeah. oh. All right. Match line, y'all, is our main event. Uh, it's Zeus, the Macho Man. And all right. Jay. Well, it was, it was good to talk to y'all. <laughs> you can't do it. You can find this podcast. Right. Oh, Macho. After we survive uh, all this shit, yes, exactly. Versus uh, Brutus Barber Beefcake. God, my titanium steel. And Hulk Hogan, uh, be, uh, the, you know how this fucked up? They get separate inches. Beefcake gets an interest on his own, which is funny. Beefcake listened to 271 and Dusty is 289. Come on, <laughs> Seriously, come on. That's all. Molly was a good 30. Come on. And then Hogan gets the real American entrance. Just hearing it makes me want to fucking throw up. <laughs> Honestly, I just I just want to throw stuff. I I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand Hogan. And you know the, the fact that he turned out to be an absolute fucking jack wagon later in life just proved why I hated him. He was, but he was a jack wagon before. We just didn't. Of know course it. he was. We just didn't know. Right. Him. He but was like, Brett I mean, Farvin before Brett Farvin. Man, we had. A, <laughs> yeah, we're all a little racist, brother. Fucking niggers. All right. Anyway, so awful. Uh, it, it, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start with this crap. Oh, and Liz. They get in the ring. Back. They fight. They end. The, the, well, Liz comes back before they can get started. They bring back the first lady of wrestling. Yeah. Um, the they bring back Elizabeth. So uh, useless. She's useless. useless. I'm she's, sorry. She's useless. She's pointless. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, Rest in peace. This, yeah, RP. But I, I think I said this on the last podcast. This version of Liz? No. WCW version of Liz? Yeah. This match, yeah. all they did was like Zeus was invulnerable. Then I they crossed my eyes. I wish I could. 
And then they just eventually, I don't know, they uninvulnerabled him and yeah. caught the leg drop. <laughs> yeah. And then it. it ended like every of these shows ends yeah. with just a 15 minute jerk off session for Hogan. And oh, that's yeah, what the people yeah. want. Right. Yes. That's it. That's yeah, give the same whole it's like yep. the inevitability. I know what I came to hate in, in, uh, the, the later, later days of WCW was the inevi- inevitability of the NWO winning the day. Yeah, and here we have right the inevitability of Hogan winning the day <laughs> and then having to just watch like a ceremony and just yes. celebrate his greatness yeah. on his, oh. and, like, and honestly, Set set aside this match because this was an absolute clown show. You got Brutus Beefcake in it. You've got um, an, a just fresh off uh, of movie. After. Now we're pretending is a is yeah. an invulnerable whatever. Yeah. Hogan's matches, his other matches that we've seen are not terrible up to the hulking out point. Like yeah, like he like his matches generally make sense up to the point where it's like, oh, we got to go home. Okay, fuck it, I'm invulnerable. Now I no sell everything, and and particularly like the the Macho Man match where he takes the elbow, jumps right out of the elbow, and goes yeah. into his Hulk up and and beats Macho Man. I was well, that which was, happens saw, in this match too. Yeah, I saw that. I was like. God, no wonder like Macho hates him. Like yeah, exactly. everybody hates him. Everybody hates him. Because I mean, yep. he went over everybody, but in a sense, like he buried everybody too. Because it would just be like, all right, you're What's done. And that's why. Yeah, and that's why this whole roster is just populated with people who are like, oh, Hogan's done with them. Yeah. I don't know. They're in match six now. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's Jordan. Cool. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's, okay, so like, how does? Like all these years later or whatever that comes through here and then in in WCW, like Macho never gets his dub back. No, never. He doesn't. He never gets his dub back. He's like, oh, he's got a bunch of freaking DQ wins, but he never gets that to freaking three count. Well, Flair never sucks, really did man. either. No, Flair didn't either. Yep. Nobody really got over Hogan. No, well, Luger beat him twice, but nobody knows why. You know, because so because he knew because he knew Luger wasn't going to get over. Right. So it didn't really matter. Yeah, it's just awful. Um, my 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 note on here says the match was a whole ass mess. Um, again, cheating baby faces led by the king of cheating baby faces. Um, Ventura running down Liz, calling her a hoe and a freaking gold digger. Awful. Um, true. I didn't know the beefcake used the sleeper. Like I don't. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had to beefcake. put him to sleep before he could cut their hair. Right. Cake sucks. Like this is the one of the worst versions of like, oh, this is one of Hogan's guys. This is bad. Them and the fucking nasty boys it was the worst version. Like, oh, they're Hogan's guys, you know, so they're constantly at the top of the car. Like, awful. Briefcake is fucking terrible. What was he? The big bad booty daddy in WCW yeah. or the shark uh, of, man of anything and the Zodiac yeah. and the, just yeah. awful. Hogan's the little bit. One of Hogan's about? many little bitches was <laughs> yes, what exactly. it represents. What yeah. the hell are y'all talking about? Yeah, he, <laughs> he when Hogan went to WCW, of course, Beefcake fall in there. He just couldn't use the freaking name, the copyright. So he went um, to the wrestling game. Yeah, Hogan. Um, so yeah, so Hogan hot tags in. They can't. Yeah, okay. So Savage is getting the heat on Hogan and. He goes to the top, hits him with a, a beautiful freaking flying elbow drop, by the way. And Hogan just pops up right completely. He's like, whoop. I mean, that, that, it, that, you know, again, if you're eight and you see that shit, 
yeah, like, oh my God, that's my hero, Hulk Hogan. But if you're anything past probably 15, like, come on, man. Like, Savage is a much better wrestler. He's much cooler. Everything about him is better. And now he's just shitting on him completely. Uh, fuck. Yeah, it's bad. And so they had this thing where they had the loaded purse. Sherry Martell has a loaded purse. And, you know, she's trying to get it to them so they can knock these people out or whatever. And they pull her into the ring. My note says we almost see Sherry's pussy here. Um, because, dude, if you go back and watch that slit and that pull over the rope is very, very close to not being PG. (laughs) Very close. Um, and then, yeah, she, that's very, like, I'm surprised they didn't cut that out too. Um, and then, you know, they finally get Zeus down, you know, he's punching him, he gets him hurt, and he has to use the, uh, the loaded purse that gets him down. Uh, I don't know if it was a slam and leg drop, but it was a leg drop and it was a pin. One, two, three. He gets beat. Sherry gets pulled into the ring, gets freaking oh, yeah. comic drop. It's not yeah, enough that they up, can yeah. beat Zeus. Yeah. Then they gotta, then they gotta go over Sherry too. Yeah, they gotta go over Sherry too. She gets hit. Liz hits her with the freaking pose, uh, with the loaded purse. And then it's a freaking literally 10 minutes of Posing and sweating and stretching and all of that bullshit that came with being Hogan. And <coughs> we were too old. That's the only thing I can say. Like, I never liked Hulk Hogan, maybe except for when he was Thunderlips. I think that was the only time that I was actually maybe cheering for him because I hate fucking Rocky. But beyond that, there's never been a time when I was cheering for Hogan. Even when he went NWO, it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe turning bad guy, maybe. I'm like, no, it's still the same fucking asshole in that. I can't. So, yeah, fuck Hulk Hogan. Man, be the name of this podcast. But, no. And that's the card. Pretty shitty, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, not, there's, I mean, there's not a, I would say a good match on here. Uh-huh. So we road watched that one. I wouldn't call any of them good, but. A uh, good uh, reason not to be watching it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, but I think this is standard WWF at the time and them and pretty much WCW at the time too. They're about to go into this dark period of professional wrestling where it's all bad like everywhere it's just not going to be good there's going to be some good things that come out of it but it's going to be a dark time here you know when freaking warriors about to ascend to the world championship which is not going to work out great players about to come up to, to to wwf you know leaving you know wcw with a whole bunch of young people that aren't necessarily ready for those spots either. This is it's a dark time. Spin the wheel, make the deal, bro. Mm. Bad, 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 bad. All around. Um, so yeah. So all right, brother Beavis. What is our next misadventure here? I was just looking at it. It appears to be Halloween Havoc. Ooh. Uh actually let me let me double check that. Because I don't think there I don't think we ever get a stretch where there's two thankfully there's yeah. not two WWF cards in a row. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Halloween Havoc. That's Let me it. consult the records. That's fine. You know, so as he's doing that, you know, we're just kind of getting through these shows as we can. Um, cause, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's been a, it was a bad stretch, uh, to say the least. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. 
Yeah. We got uh, Halloween Havoc, Survivor Series, and then Starcade. So three left. Okay. So the card for Halloween Havoc is Tom Zank and Mike Rotunda. Good night. I already dropped my pin. The Samoan SWAT team and the Midnight Express. Good night. Okay. No, that's fine. That should be okay. Former NWA heavyweight champion Tommy Rich versus the Cuban assassin. The fabulous Freebirds of Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin against the dynamic dudes. Dude, suck dick. Dude, suck dick. Doom and the Steiner brothers. That's that should be okay. The Road Warriors and the skyscrapers. Yeah. Luger and Pillman. Yeah. Okay. And Ric Flair and Sting versus Terry Funk and Great Muda. What the mm. fuck? Yeah. Well, we're yeah, because this be, was yeah. the culmination. The last one was yeah. Flair beats beat uh, Flair Funk. beat Funk and Muda mm. came out and then Sting made the save. Yeah. And no, Sting had no idea how to throw a, a fired up promo. Yeah, at the or fighter, he had no idea to fight outside the ring, yeah, across like, the ring. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? I don't know what you do with my hands. <laughs> so okay, well, well, mm, I'm trying to think. Well, I probably yeah, Doom and the Steiners have to be the watch along. Because all those dudes can go, and it'll be stiff. Yeah. So all right. that's it, y'all. So we'll be back with this. Took a ways off of this one, but you know, we'll be back. Um, because uh, Magnum Brother Beavis don't want to talk about dragons. Um, so <laughs> maybe you we don't podcast talk about dragons. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, on the YouTube page. Just subscribe at Brothers Comics. Picked up a lot of subscribers in the last like three weeks. We did. Probably, probably from Dragon Con. Yeah, picked <laughs> up a whole bunch. Oh, so yeah, so we'll just keep pushing out content, y'all. And uh, yeah, yeah. So well, we'll try. So uh, I said fifty some odd podcasts this year. I don't know how far we are into that. The Bengals save us. All right. So as again, as the uh, if you're listening on the podcast version, as the uh, WCW theme Saturday Night Music starts to play us out. I'm the producer. And I'm signing off. Hutch or so uh, bro, Magnum BB. Go ahead and sign off. See you next time. Hutch, get fired up, man. We gotta send you a list of all these wrestling terms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get you next time. We'll Bye. see everybody next time. Peace. Peace.